Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, and today we are blessed with the presence of Danita Young. Danita Young, she is a leading women's health and fitness expert and founder of the world-renowned women's health brand Booty Bands and Bubbles. For the past 20 years, she has successfully been helping women reduce the aging weight gain, skirt and tone, and gain back confidence with her busy booty blueprint, reaching over 700k women back in 2022 when we do this recording. I am, she's just getting started and she's also an NQ bikini competitor, certified personal trainer, speaker specializing in women's mindset and health. So... Welcome, Danita. Thank you for being here today. Very happy. And uh, let's start with the first question. Of course. Again, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So the first question is really regarding, as we are on breaking the silence around abuse, we talk a little bit of what happened in our lives before we came to this wonderful place where we are today. Can you pinpoint two or three big events, abusive events you went through that allows the audience to connect with you and recognize their story in yours? Yeah, absolutely. So I would I would say that might have mostly been the relationship abuse where it was between me and my ex-husband where I fell into fell in love with an abuser. And uh, we end up obviously, you know, taking the love from them that we're, that we're not giving ourselves, or basically whatever the relationship is, is the relationship we have within ourselves is what I identified later. But uh, what I, what I recognized was there was a lot of verbal abuse. There was physical abuse. There was mental abuse, emotional abuse. The whole thing overall was just really a very, very tough situation to be in. And Jim, I really connected with you when you said the words of, well, let's just go ahead and just skirt that one under the rug. And let's just go ahead and cover that one up. And let's just pretend that that one didn't happen. And let's just try to, you know, imagine that it's not really existing and it's really going on. I want to live this perfect fairy tale life. And so everybody around us, even my own family, even my own sister, even the closest people to me thought I was in a very healthy and stable relationship because I had to do that much covering up. And it just became a lie, a lie within myself, a lie that I couldn't really fully tell everybody what was really going on. And it wasn't until an explosion happened within about the third year, fourth year of our marriage, something around there, that uh, the police had to get involved. And um, it was a, it was one of those weird accidents that the police actually ended up coming. I never called the cops. Again, it was one of those things that I hid underneath the rug. I would have never have said anything to anyone But it was a very weird mishap how they ended up coming to our house. And uh, when they did, they knocked on the door and they said, you know, we got a, uh, we got, a, you know, we need to do a welfare check. Um, there's some, there's some screaming that's going on and we need to know what's, what's happening. Well, when they opened the door, my face was just blood all the way down my shirt. And uh, I had worked actually in the records department for the police department. So they knew who I was and they looked at me and they said, what's going on? And that was the moment I was like, I thought I in myself, I had in my mind, I thought I can tell them the truth. But if I tell them the truth, he's going to lose his job. So I'm just going to go ahead and lie. 
So I just told them, you know, I made up a story. I made up a story about how, you know, it was just a mishap. And, and, you know, it was in that moment that I thought to myself, I'm losing myself. I really am. Like, I, I have no idea who I am at this point. And I remember, you know, he didn't even say like, thank you or like anything to like cover that story up. I remember. And, and I remember we had to go through a great deal of paperwork and court legal legalities. And we had to go through a lot of stuff in order for me to continue to keep covering his, his issue, his, his abuse. And, um, really the, the, how it ended up really folding on itself as we were getting counseling. And I remember we were sitting in counseling and uh, the counselor said, you know what, I see approximately maybe six months left of this relationship. And in my mind, I thought I was going to be married to this man for the rest of my life. So it kind of shook both of us up to hear a doctor of our, you know, doctor of therapy or whatever he was at that time, say this to us and say, yeah, you got about six months left. And um, that was kind of a wake up call, I think, for him and for myself of like, wow, he's really seeing a very unhealthy relationship. And that was the moment that everything kind of started to tip over for us. That is, okay, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. How do you feel when you're losing yourself, when you are lying to cover up, when you are being caught in blood, like in the lowest and most vulnerable state? Don't you think at some point I'm losing myself, I have to do something about that? Yeah, you do. I think you get caught into this this polarity of, well, your mind starts to think, well, is there really the grass? Is it greener on the other side? That You know, people always say that marriage is tough. And so is this the tough that I'm supposed to be going through? So I think there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, you know, areas of grayness that you're not fully understanding that marriage should not be that tough, right? When we say that marriage should be tough, it's it's a whole different level. Like it should not be, I need to change myself, hide myself, continue to keep lying to everybody that things are going on. And so when you feel like you've completely lost yourself, you don't know who you are anymore, that is not normal. And I think when society has made that to be normal, because we just hear in our belief system, we hear, oh, it should just be tough, you know? No, 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 (laughs) it should not. It actually should be easy. And the way that we actually go about our life should be focusing on how can it be easy? How can it be simple? How can I be madly in love? Those are the things that it should be towards, but not the other way. Yeah. I totally agree. You know, for a while, after that, because I had two relationships, two abusive with a little year in between. And at the end of the first one, during that time in between, I was there. Well, everybody has their problems. So. I don't care. Yeah. For me, it's that. For you, it's that. Okay. So we all have our problems. And I was dealing with a completely uh, mentally sick person that I did choose. So then I, was, I felt trapped to stay in that choice. But how do you choose at 17 years old? You don't. You just go with whatever is attractive, with whatever you are trained to believe about yourself. Right. Well, yeah, and then we get caught in watching all the all the shows and the drama of how, you know, toxic relationships can be and 
and we get stuck in like, oh, the neighbors, they're having a falling apart. So then you get addicted to this like, well, I'm not I'm not really that bad off when really my neighbors are this bad off. And so then we start comparing ourselves of the worst of the worst when why should we be comparing ourselves against that when really we should be leveling up. Totally agree. So Danica, what has been the shift in consciousness when at some point in time there is like, I have to heal, I have to address it, I have to look at it in the eyes and say it for what it is, I have to to live in one way or another and something good because I'm not going to live all my life with all that kind of shit, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, well, a couple things, and I will start with this one. Um, this is the one that's been the most powerful is your mind is extremely powerful um, to the point that we haven't even tapped into the potential that we really have with our mindset. And what happens is we are creating our life through our thoughts. And after our thoughts, it becomes the words. And after our words becomes our deeds or actions, whatever you want to call it. And that literally becomes our life and our reality as we know it. And so what I did is I was in so much misery that I didn't really realize that I was actually manifesting my future because I was in so much of my darkness that I would go hide out in a room. I remember it was an empty room in one of my homes and I needed to get away from him. So I would I would close myself off. I would shut the door, lock it, and I would just sit in there and I would imagine the most perfect place, the most perfect relationship and just the most perfect future. And I just kept replaying it over and over and over in my mind. And the reason why I did it is because it, it, it brought me some sort of joy in that moment, realizing that I could almost in a weird way escape to my fantasies and my, my, my daydreaming. And I didn't realize that when it all happened and I, about five years later, I'm actually sitting in my fantasy. I want, oh my gosh, I had no idea how powerful our minds really are. And so that is something that I would definitely say is the first component is you have to know that you can and you have to believe it, that it's yes. possible to do other things and get other things and get your Absolutely time. true. So you did it without knowing the consequence of doing it. You did it for the sake of getting to a pure joy place at, at least a few minutes, sometimes a few hours. Danita, I did exactly the same. I did not know what I was doing. For one year, I dreamt of real love. I imagined, I felt it in my body. I was making myself madly in love, often very imaginary, amazing person. And I really loved doing that, even though when I was going back home, it was like, okay, are you ready? Grace for impact. Just going to be the next one. And it took me one year and one month to actually manifest my third last and dream husband. The angel made flesh better than in my fantasies and realizing how blessed, how blessed. But, but we do call in our miracles and our blessings. Beautiful. Pretty fast, pretty fascinating, but it is, that's, that's how it starts. And so I didn't want to, to skip past that part because, because again, your thoughts are so powerful. If you're telling yourself that you can't break free, then you're right. 
If you're telling yourself that you're going to be stuck forever, then you're right. If you're telling yourself that you can see a whole new side, then you're right. If you're seeing that you're, or you're telling yourself that you have the ability to find and meet true love, then you're right. So what I'm saying is whatever you're saying to yourself is the truth, whether it be positive or negative, but you're the one that's actually creating your reality until you believe that and until you stop realizing that, you know, I really want to go into this, Gemma, today, the word victimhood, because it can be very caught when we hear the word abuse, we can all raise our hand and say we've been abused. And but then at the same time, we say, are we still a victim? Because if we're still living in victimhood, that's our choice. That's our decision to stay in victimhood because, yes, we can be abused, but it's our decision if we want to break free of being in that victim state of mind. Because, again, we are so powerful. We really are. Anybody that's listening to this right now, I need you to realize that for a moment, you've created everything that is going to happen to you from now until here. Like, yes, I mean, of course you can't um, what other people are going to do to you, right? But... But knowing that the actual circumstances and how they play out one step at a time is how manifestation works. Who you surround yourself, who your environment becomes into, who you interact with, all these things start to really break through into the manifestation of what we create. These teachings are the ones who gave me back my own power, who empowered me during this healing and transformation journey starting to read Esther Hicks, Abraham, uh, all the other, uh, Rashidton and, and plenty of other, starting to understand the power of our thoughts, how much and, and, and how instant it is when you allow it. It's pretty amazing. Look, example of today. One of the things we have been using as a word is Let's let's create a life worth being on a gigantic um, cruise ship. And let's get out of this little uh, tiny boat where we have to go uh, ruin, right? So, and that we have used for, I think, one month with my current husband. For one month, we have been talking about that as an example to talk about what is the level of financial situation we want. Guess what? One week ago, I received an invitation to a cruise ship and I'm here. Okay, uh, I was not literal. It was a metaphor. Um, Yeah, that's cool. That was not what I was expecting. We are creating a reality with our words and our imagination and I have been imagining this gigantic cruise ship like how am I going to to go up there from a, a, a little canoe and say what is the gap and then my husband just told me well just buy a ticket it's like da yeah of course and and we have been invited to a cruise ship a real one like that was not the topic the topic was really leveling up Financially, that was the question. Interesting how our minds work and create everything. There is no compartiment, compartmentalization. No, it just goes. And that's why, like you mentioned, are obviously, uh, you know, repeating it again, just 
if we classifiers are ourselves as a victim, that we are from an abuser, and we continue to keep holding the title of I'm a victim, then you're right. You're a victim. And what's going to happen is you're going to continue to keep manifesting victimhood on yourself. And so those that are listening, like once you've hit being a victim, now it's the next step is to empower yourself. And how you do that is to truly look at yourself and go, where are my areas that I need to level up? How do I realize that I have the power to now take a control over my future? Because we either have control over the future or we have zero control over the future. And that zero control is when we turn into that victimhood. So taking control over it by starting to just now think and daydream what you really want. That's the first step to breaking victimhood is start creating. Create an idea. What does it look like to you? For me, it was I wanted to see ocean. I wanted to see a man that really respected me beyond all measures. I wanted to open a business with him. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be able to help inspire so many people. And now I'm sitting here five years later with a new man living. At, I had a house on the beach. I opened up my business and now I'm successful. I'm like, what? How did this all happen? It started with one thing, an idea, an idea, an idea that you know that it's possible and then it will come true. So my challenge for all those that are listening right now, if you're feeling stuck, ideas are the first step to get yourself unstuck. Why? Because it's the thought process that is the first step to starting to manifest. So just start thinking, what do you really want? Because it's like this, when you go and jump into an Uber and you're and the Uber driver goes, where do you want to go? And you're like, anywhere but McDonald's. Then Uber is going to go, okay, I guess we're going to go anywhere but McDonald's. Because if we're not clear, if we don't have a very decise, distinct vision of what we want, that's how the universe works as well. It's going to take us through all these different routes. But what we do is we go through our experience of what we don't want anymore. And that's around our 20s and our 30s when we're starting to really figure out who we are and what we don't want, right? So for me, it was, I do not want a man that is addicted to pornography, I do not want a man that's going to disrespect me and treat me like an object. I do not want to be able to be stuck in a career or life that's just me. I want to do it with a partner. I did it, you know, and so you build it from there of what you don't want first. And once you have all that you don't want, then right next to it, write everything that you do want and start to be very, very, very specific because you're going to notice that you're going to get what you asked for, but in a way that you didn't be specific. You are specific, right? So just be careful with that because the more specifics you can give the universe, again, put you in that Uber car and you say, I want to go to this restaurant on 700 South. Okay, boom, we go to that restaurant. So it, that, that's the, the path that I would definitely suggest. So I think that is a very valuable advice and, and everybody just follow this advice because this is just factually true, proven times and times again you can have anybody we are all going to confirm yes this is the way to go you start by an idea and this is why we do this show to give you the idea that it is possible we understand where you are at we have been there too <laughs> so yeah let's simply go together come together and dream a better life with more love, with more time, no pressure, enough money, and more than enough money, and simplicity, good health, and now you start to really 
create more and more and what it takes about that. Like concrete. From abstract to concrete. Not just you want more. Concrete. What it is. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. It's true. At the beginning, when I just came out of 15 years of domestic violence in 2013, my third last in room husband, I was, we were not married at that time, he told me, you are going to stop saying that you have been victim for 15 years of domestic violence. Now you're going to change your wording and say, I am victorious over 15 years of domestic violence. Hey. That change of words empowered me and has been empowering me every single day. Even though it's more than nine years ago that it stopped. That means that it's another 15 years before that, that it started like really bad. It's, I am victorious over that. I have prevailed. So now I've been in the victorious mindset. We are creating this anthology book, which is, Aligning you with victory so that your mindset can be aligned with victory, your thoughts with victory. And what does victory mean to you? That's a big question. Right? I really like that. I'm writing that down. Victory instead of victimhood. I think that's oh, yeah. a, a phenomenal one to definitely shift. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a little bit because remember, um, we are built on what's called neuroplasticity. We are, we are caught in a loop. We have 60 to 70 thoughts in a day and 90% of them are on repeat. We are re- built off of repetition. And so we may, even though we're 60 years old and we might think to ourselves, well, how is there any way to break that pattern? Well, it's called, we're in a neurological pathway and all it takes to break that pathway is the first step to have awareness that you're in that loop. That's the first step is just awareness. The second step is to then catch yourself. When you are doing a particular thought on repeat, catch yourself and say something different, just like Gemma just said. So if you're saying to myself, I've been a victim for 15 years, catching yourself and saying, I'm a victory of abuse of 15 years. So switching that can be just the first step to break that neuroplasticity loop, that cycle, that trend that puts us back into that consistency of why we continue to keep attracting the same thing over and over. So it doesn't matter if it's relationships. It doesn't matter if it's finances. It doesn't matter if it's your health. Whatever it is that you are constantly finding struggle with, ask yourself, what are you saying to yourself? Because again, 90% of everything's on repeat. So when you start to change things, you'll realize that you are the maker of everything that you've created. So when you can start changing those things, you'll start to be able to get a different outcome. So for me, I had a very tough time with relationships after that. I had lost trust with men particularly. And this rooted from, from even, I would even say it wouldn't even necessarily be my ex-husband. I was, it was rooted even back from a, uh, my mother and father getting divorced, and I never really had a relationship with my father. So for me, a, a lack of distrust happened at a very early age. And from there, I always just kept with me that men can't be trusted. So then what do I do? I then go ahead and reestablish that when I have a terrible, abusive, you know, situation of, of, the, um, of the marriage. And then I continue to now believe even deeper that I can no longer trust men. Well, when I found the man of my dreams, I still had that stuck in me. I said to myself, men can't be trusted. 
So what I had is a wall. I had a barrier around my heart. And for him, he could be trusted. However, he felt this wall. And that further split us further and further apart. And I had to work on heavy counseling to really go, wow, this lack of trust is building more of a distrust with him and creating this division in my relationship. And so as you can see, that through tiny little things like this, and it starts to manifest itself, that eventually over time I was going to actually distrust him because there was a barrier in our relationship that he felt too. So it's important just to kind of really see as we pull ourselves back and instead of being in the micro segments, look at everything on a macro level and really realize what are the things that we are saying to ourselves? What is our belief system? Because a lot of what we are running off of is called limiting beliefs. If you don't think that you are capable and have the ability to find true love and the best marriage possible, if you don't think that's possible for you, then I would say you're trapped in a limiting belief. If you think that you're not full of abundance and that abundance can come your way and you can have as much money as that you would actually desire, if you don't feel that and believe that, then I would say that you are in a limiting belief. If you feel like that you can't have the most abundance of your health and be able to look prosperous and to be able to wake up every day with energy, then I would say that you're in a limiting belief. We have all of the ability to be abundant in every single level. We are made up of trillions of cells. We have un unlimited amounts of oxygen. Everything around us is full of abundance if we really look at it. So again, it goes back to what is our belief system? And we will continue to evolve as human beings and yourself. It will be one of the most powerfully, powerful things that you can do is when you look at your beliefs and you realize that they haven't been serving you. And when you can change those beliefs one step at a time, your life will change. You will level up to a degree you've never thought possible. I never thought I could run a, a multi-million business. I never thought I could have a community of over 700,000 women. I never thought I could be an inspiration and, and be able to support women worldwide into stepping into their true self, whether it's their mind, their body, or their life. I had no idea what the ripple effect that I was going to create in this world. But you know how it started? Was a belief that I could. That's it. A belief that I could. No, instead of the belief that I can't. Because again, I would have been try. I would have been right. If I believe that I can't, then I won't. If I believe that I will, then I will. It's all that it comes down to. It's very, very powerful with our mindset. So going back into abuse, if you've been in abuse, I commend you because you're stronger. I will say that there is a deeper part of you that you and I and Gemma will be able to connect. Women will be able to actually bond on a deeper level that we've been through hard shit. And when we've been through hard shit, we recognize it in human beings. If you haven't had been through hard stuff, you're a little bit, I would call it like a new soul. You're not as much grounded. You're a little bit floating and everything just comes easy to you. And you don't feel that depth in that person. But when you feel depth in a person, you immediately know they've been through some hard stuff. But then the next step is, are you getting through the depth? Are you leveling up? Because if you're not and you're staying stuck, then the next step is you got to level up. You got to get out of that because you're going to continue to manifest the next abuse into your life. And that was my biggest fear. And this is why during the second relationship, I was not wanting to leave it and to, to just flee away and, and stop it because I was convinced that I would continue to attract a third one the same way. It would just 
not get better. I did lose hope for a better future. I started to really believe that that is the end. It's just going to be that way forever, whatever. And this is when I decided thinking that way, the logical next answer is let's exit that life. It's not worth it. And I planned my suicide. So grateful for God to wake me up that day and stop me in my track. But the fact is that what you say is absolutely 100% the truth. What you believe is what is true for you and what will prove to be true in your experience. So choose what you believe. Is that serving you? Do you like it? Is, this really, is that really the so, 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 so meaning of life? That, that no man can be trusted, is that really the meaning of life? Do you really think that is so important for you that you have you have to keep that so, so deep, deep, dear to, to your heart? Or can you actually realize that actually a few men, when I was young, could not be trusted? Therefore, this is the only thing I see. And coming to realization and to start to really think, okay, so... How it would be if, what if that would not be true? What if maybe some women could not be trusted either? What if some men could be trusted? What if everyone can be trusted because actually it is you leading the game of life? And really, starting to play with this belief until it has no grip on you and you choose what you believe knowing that what you believe becomes your reality yes yeah I uh, the next step to healing is really obviously letting go and forgiving so I will just briefly tell a story about how that I read a book it was called 28 days to self-love and one of the pages I was I was flying through this book I was like on I was on day 20 and I had eight days left and it was easy I'm like I got this all every single page was good except for the 20th day it said what is a what is a positive thing from your ex and my whole body just broke out into a hot sweat And I just, I remember I was just sitting there with my pen shaking, my knee was shaking, and every part of me just wanted to be in hatred because it kept the victimhood alive when I could hate him. But when I had a release to love, it was a whole different experience for me. And this is what happened. I wrote down a few things about what I really did like about him. And all of a sudden, as my heart softened and opened up, I realized had nothing to do with him, but the current relationship that I was in, it started to open that up. My heart started to release and open up to the love of my life that was in front of me. And that to me was a big wake-up call that when we are holding on to anger and that guilt or shame or whatever it is, and if we don't go into forgiveness and letting go, then there is a, a part of us that's not fully being able to release to our fullest potential of love and abundance and all these things. So my recommendation is not to go to your perpetrator or your abuser and go and, you know, fully forgive them. That's No, I'm saying go to your journal 
and write three things about this person that were good. And it might be really challenging for you. And uh, but when you find that forgiveness is when we let go. It also goes back to, I mean, I, I deal with a lot of uh, women that have been through a lot of abuse in the, when they were little and they didn't have any control over the abuse and all that happened. So the first step to understand is that hurt people hurt people. That's the first thing to realize is that an abuser was probably abused themselves. It usually is a cycle. It's a trend that starts to happen. And so when that person can heal is when we can break that cycle. And so if you really were to look into it, you might find that that perpetrator was also abused as a child as well. And when we are able to release and go into forgiveness and let go of that anger, then we can now break the chain of abuse that you may actually be doing that you have no idea to. So that would be a little bit on a deeper level, but it is healing. You mentioned Gemma earlier about fear and love. They are the two vibrations that exist in the human, in the in the universe. There's no other vibration. Everything else is a subset underneath the fear and love vibration. So when you said you were in fear in your second marriage, what happens is that is a vibration. It's a low frequency and it actually doesn't hit the human DNA. So when it is aligned with human DNA, we are off of ourself. We do not feel ourself and we are susceptible to doing things that are outside of what we really have as far as our potential and who we really need to be. When we flip over into a love vibration, those codons actually align right up with the DNA of a human strand. And what that does is it actually proves on a scientific level that when we are in a love vibration, we are who we are meant to be. So if you find yourself ever in fear, I want you to catch yourself because that vibration attracts the vibration of more and more fear in your life. So if you're afraid that you're going to be poor forever, if you're afraid that you're going to never find true love, if you're scared that this, that, and the other, you will continue to keep attracting that vibration frequency. It's not until we open up into a love vibration. And the first step to do that is with gratitude. When we go into gratitude, our heart immediately opens up into a love vibration, and that is where we start to attract the love that we deserve, the abundance that we are meant to have, and the health that we are also meant to have. Wow. Danita, you bring enlightenment to our community. Thank you. Everything you say is true. This is really the... It's it's a... It's broken down, it's boiled down to the most understandable piece of advice that Danita does right here, right now. It's making it understandable even when you are at your rock bottom, in your deepest negative bias. When you understand that opening up an ID creating another reality, delving into the great feeling of a good life, going into gratitude, releasing hate to call in love. That doesn't mean go back to your ex. That doesn't mean that. This is not what we say. We are talking about your own sense, your own being, your own attraction point, because you are the attractor. You are the magnet. And from then, from there, you bring forth your miracles, your blessings, 
and your demise. You choose. All right. Danita, thank you so, so much. I see booty bands and bubbles. We are going to put all in the, in the description of this episode, all ways to reach out to you to join your 700,000 plus community members, everything. So tell us again, what can people expect from you in terms of service, of company, of amazing things that you're doing? Fitness, probably. Yeah. So obviously we have mind, body, life, right? So we definitely encompass the fitness on more of a holistic, vast, uh, macro looking uh, scale rather than very um, micro looking. So what we've done is what we uh, we work very mostly with women that are over the age of 30, where they're starting to notice their metabolism slowing down. And what happens is we're losing three to five percent of our muscle mass every decade after the age of 30. It's especially important for women because we don't have a lot of muscle mass to begin with. And so that's why it's very detrimental that women start to lift weights or use resistance bands. It's one of the two ways that you can start to build back that lean muscle, which helps speed your metabolism. And that helps obviously keep the curves and cuts the fat, right? So we we do this on a level where we help with the mindset part. If they're stuck in something, whether it's victimhood or abuse has happened and they don't think that they're worth a good body or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We teach them how they can live a very healthy and abundant life by working from the inside out. And so all of our products really just are about having a home gym. It fits all into a, um, on a, on a stand that's only a one foot by one foot. So we notice a lot of our New York uh, clients will, um, we have a lot of New York clients where they have those little tiny apartments and it fits really, really great in a very small space. The bar is designed for women. So when we have, um, when we go to the gym, we'll notice it's an, a seven or an eight foot barbell. That is more for a masculine setup because the balance and the ratio where they have that hip and that um, ratio amongst their uh, shoulders and stuff is a better width for them. As a female, we have a four foot barbell, which creates more of a density where it centers the weight over the midline of the body and creates more control. When we have more control over it, it allows us to have better function over the weights and allows us to get better use of, of reaching our goals by being able to effectively isolate those targeted muscle groups. So we also have broken it down to even 15-minute workouts. So for those that say they don't have time or they don't have energy, they're too tired, we bring it into a 15-minute workout where we combine it's a busy booty blueprint. You can stack them on top of each other and make it a 30-minute workout if you want, or you keep it down to the 15 just so we can focus on consistency first. So our name is Booty Bands and Barbells. Um, we've been doing this for five years. We're passionately doing it to help women. When you buy any products, you'll actually have a free call with a coach where she'll be actually speaking to you one-on-one -on -one about how you can reach your goals faster. So, so happy to hear all of that. Oh, thank you. Going to explore more about Booty Bands and Barbells and see how it can get fun. Amazing. Thank you. So great. Yeah, very, very grateful. All right. So everything is said. We have your name, Danita Young. Boot events and bubbles get in the description to have all the details. And if there's any upgrade and, and change of URL or name or anything, just let me know and we upgrade and update the description as well so that it keeps current. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Absolutely. So, so thank you very much for being here today and um, looking forward to continuing these wonderful conversations with you. Of course. Thank you. Bye-bye.